Blue Wire. To the end zone he goes. Where Sammy is. Boyd with a great fake. Touchdown, Taj. Hopkins throws to Boyd. Lean means touchdown throwing machine tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd. All right, welcome back to the Taj Boy Podcast, and Happy New Year to everybody that's listening right now, man. I hope that you hit all the goals that you want to, so make sure you hold firm with that, and Godspeed to you. Well, today is going to be the first of the Fireside Chats, so if you want to get in and you want to have a conversation about anything pertaining to life, football, or anything else, make sure you email me at the Taj Boyd Podcast at gmail.com. We'll make sure we try to get you lined up. And uh, knock it out as conveniently as possible. But in this one, I'm pretty familiar with this particular guy. His name is Michael Geddes. Now, when I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Michael was the equipment manager. We built some great chemistry, uh, got some really good rapport. But it was nice just to catch up with him and talk a little bit about that equipment manager space and about football in general. So hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you get in on that fireside chats. Make sure you subscribe and rate as well. Again, happy new years. Enjoy the day. Make sure you win it and go big this year. Since we got some history already, it's going to be fairly simple. You're yeah. our first pod of the new year. So congratulations, Mike. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> Appreciate the opportunity to come on, man. Yeah, like I'm over here, like I'm hosting Steve Harvey show or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, pretty soon for you. Yeah. Big things coming. But no, um, all right. So I don't know how I want to make this flow. So we're just gonna go like give some people a little bit of a a, a background of who you are. Um, obviously, bro, I know you was you was that man at quarterback. We talked about that when we was up at uh up in Pittsburgh a little bit, man. But yeah, yeah. So. Uh, me and 26 year old guy, just kind of from South Jersey, small town, went into uh, went to the University of Dayton as a flyer for college. Um, started working equipment kind of by accident out there. Just wanted a, a job to you know get some money, get some beer money, you know, have a good time, and and uh, you know have a little little extra spending cash. And had what, a, kind had of, a, what kind of beer, what kind of beer you, you drink, anyways, Mike? No, oh, I'm a I'm a classic Bud Light guy, you know. I don't, I don't I don't get too crazy. I don't mess with all these IPAs and all this these stouts and craft beer and whatnot. You know, you give me a nice crisp Bud Light and I'm happy. No free ads though, you know. But yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I kind of fell into equipment. Had a connection in the athletic department. Uh, hit him up when I was a freshman. It was just like, hey, you know, do you have anything? Can I, you know, get a job? Just work a little bit, get some money. And, you know, he brought me out for to football practice, kind of threw me into the fire and was just like, you know, get out there, snap to the quarterbacks, you know, run team drills and, and spot the ball and everything like that. And, you know, it kind of took off from there. I uh, absolutely fell in love with it and you know, worked, worked as an equipment manager four years at Dayton, had a, a couple of internships with in the NFL and yeah. things like that. But it kind of it kind of happened by accident. It was a happy accident. And, you know, I turned it into a lot of great opportunities and a lot of great friendships, relationships. So just uh, clear enough right here with you. So, so, you yeah. know, best decision I made right there. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. With, uh, now do you, do you foresee yourself doing that? Um, 
you know, later on in the big picture too? Yeah. I mean, right now I'm, I'm, I'm in the, uh, you know, the regular business world working a nine right. to five right now, but you know, I still have that fire to, to get back into it. It's, it's something that, you know, once you get a little bit of taste, taste of it, it's, it's hard to completely let it go and move on from something. So, you know, I think, I think right now I'm just kind of focusing on, you know, getting back on my feet and getting some money and, you know, figuring out life. But, uh, you know, that, that passion for equipment and football is always going to be there. So, you know, I'm not going to close the door on anything permanently. Right. So, so, you know, we'll never see what the, we'll, we'll see what the uh, future holds on it. Well, and in that space, what was the most gratifying thing for you? Uh, the most gratifying thing for me was just the relationship with all the athletes and, you know, just being able to make, make memories and work yeah. with, you know, I also worked with uh, Villanova. I was the head football equipment manager there, and being able to spend time with you know seventeen to twenty-two year old guys and see them go through you know college and everything like that, just like I did a few years ago, yeah. was uh, the most gratifying thing. And just helping them, you know, escape from the you know the daily grind of classes and personal life and you know things like that that they, that you know young men have to deal with in college and help them have a great experience on the football field and, you know, get them hooked up with as, you know, as much swag as I could, you know, within budget and make sure they had fun out on the field. It was, uh, was the greatest thing, just spending time in the locker room, you know, BS and, you know, th- those, those relationships and those moments I'll, I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. Cause that, that was what it was all about for me. Just, you know, helping these, these guys have as great a great a time as they could and, you know, continue to enjoy the game they love as, as, as safely and as best as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, and it wasn't for, it wasn't for nothing, man. I'll tell you what I, um, you know, there were times when, you know, you step on that field, man, and, and everything is just, it's chaos. And, you know, you're trying to make a roster, you don't know if you're going to be there from one day to the next. And I'll tell you what, man, you are, a, you're a great voice, man. Um, to come have a conversation with man, because you forget a lot about that, you know. And you could just shoot the shit a little bit and, and and talk about other things and you know get out of your head a little bit, man. So um, yeah, absolutely, it's very much needed for sure. And and I don't think that guys understand that, you know, that's the role that they're in. Cause sometimes I go back to the university and you know the guys enjoy it, but I don't think they realize you know what they do for those players' moods as well. And I think you know obviously it sounds like you understand that, so. Yeah, and my biggest thing was when I had like an athlete come into my office or you know, just trying to talk to me on the sidelines. I was try I would try to take it as far away from football as possible and just you know have person to person conversations and just kind of get them out of their own head for a little bit because you know especially college athletes they have so much going on that they just they're going twenty four seven hundred miles an hour and never stopping. So it's it's just it 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 was more gratifying for me to just kind of get to know these guys on a personal level and just chat about life and not not turn everything back to football or you know where's where's my socks or where we getting new new shirts or anything like that it was just kind of you know i wanted to wanted to have good relationships and good experiences with everybody and hope that they could you know get out of their own head and you know just just live life a little bit i want to i think i also think that it, it relates back to business a little bit um because some of these guys, like you, it's, it's so interesting the dynamic of player and person, and kind of the the, the joining of two. Uh, because sometimes I do that, think that they're completely different spaces, right? You got this guy who does what he does on the field, and you got this guy who is just uh, dealing with people on the capacity of a human level in every aspect of their life. 
And sometimes, you know, you have guys who are who think they're above reproach. They think they're better than uh, the people that they encounter on a day-to-day basis. And then you have this other guy who's a superstar who comes in <coughs> um, and really just just gives joy, man, and and, and shares love and life and, and opportunity uh, with those people that surround them. And so from an equipment manager standpoint, like, you know, did it ever get to the point where, you know, you were reluctant to want to give one guy something that he asked for because of he was he was dickish in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, I never like would hold back anything, but sometimes you know, if a guy thinks he's above anybody else or thinks it's because he's the the best athlete on the team, or you know, they they you know, you get these guys who have been the best best player on their team for their whole life, and then they come to a a team with you know ninety guys who are stud athletes. And they just expect everything, you know. I, I would, I would, you know, kind of bust on them and give them a hard time and be like, you know, you know, you got you got four pairs of socks right there. What's wrong with those? And they're, they're like, oh, you know, I, I want to have you know fresh, clean ones for the game. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you, you got four ones right there. If one of those rips, you know, maybe you come talk to me. I get you something new, or just you know, kind of, kind of to take them out of that mindset of you know I deserve all this and yeah, yeah. kind of give them a little, you know, give it give it back to them a little bit and just kind of you know, mess around with them and things like that. It, I, I would always, you know, try and get them the, the socks if they needed them or something like that. Sometimes I would have guys come back and I would see they would just have cut a hole in it and be like, oh, you know, I ripped it. I get, I get my new pair, right? And then you kind of you, – you give them that look like, come on, man, really? But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's a definitely an interesting dynamic and relationship when you get these guys with these, you know, I don't want to say – egos but these these superstar thoughts that you know they're they're god's gift to football and going to going to the league and you know it's just kind of it's hard it's diff diff different to kind of get them out of that headspace and you know just kind of bring them back to okay you're you're one part of a 90 person team you need to really kind of see that there's a way we do things here and it's it's not always going to be at you you know since you had a touchdown last week you're going to get extra things it's you know you you did your job I'm doing my job and you know if I can if I can help you out I will if I yeah. can't that that's the end of it you know no I love that that's good stuff we had this guy man that I played with when I was here at Clemson and his name was Andrew Moss all right now this guy Mike was just a grinder man just a warrior kid was engineer. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing very well for himself right now, but he wasn't one of those guys that was going to go to the league. You know, we, we, all, we all knew that he was just he's a walking kid who just put forth the best effort that he could every single day in every aspect, right? So academically, right. in the community, on the field, the whole bit. And you know, with that, you know, he was he was so humble that he wouldn't even he would wait until his socks had seventeen holes in them before he asked for a new pair. You know, right. And I remember, uh, you know, our, our head equipment guy, Abe, um, I still, man, spend, when I go to, to, to the university, sometimes I don't even go see the coaches. I go see Abe and Nick, you know, those are equipment guys. Cause, yeah. I mean, look, you know, when the coaches aren't there in the offseason, and they're going ahead and recruiting and doing all of that, that's who you spend time with, you know, and right. uh, you, you build this relationship that, and this bond that lasts forever. But he was like, you can tell Drew, man, like whatever he needs, he can come ask me for it. And, uh, you know, you get that too, man. You get just kids who, who didn't have a lot growing up. And so they don't want for much. And you're like, you know, man, you can you can respect. You can appreciate that guy because 
you know, he has the stuff in life because he's not entitled, man. He doesn't feel like he's owed anything. You want to earn it and you want to work for it. And um, so many times you can tell what type of person uh, a guy is just based off of how he, he has his daily interactions and his encounters with people throughout the course of that facility. Right, right. We had, we had a couple of couple of guys like that at Nova where, you know, they come in as freshmen and they just think, you know, they get their three t-shirts at the start of the year, two pairs of socks, you know, some compression shorts and shorts, and then that that's it for the rest of the year. And then, you know, you would, you would go out and get them, you know, sweatpants and stuff like that, put it in their locker and they'd be like, you know, you'd see that look on their face like it's Christmas morning. Like, oh, what? We get more stuff? Like, I'm I'm allowed to have more? Or, you know, you go up to guys and you see their their gloves are ripped and, you know, they got no stick left on them. I'm like, hey, man, you know, you can you can come see me and ask for stuff. We have plenty of stuff for you. It's, it's you know, it's for you guys. We buy it for, for the players. And he's like, oh, I thought, you know, I could just wear these for the rest of my – year here and then maybe in the summer i get a new pair and i'm like man we got six weeks left in the season you need to be catching these balls you you come see me i'm gonna i'm gonna come get you some gloves and we're gonna get you right but those those guys are those are this uh, i mean every every athlete i worked with has been special but you know you kind of have a special place in your your heart and those relationships for those guys that don't want anything or don't ask for anything and don't expect anything and then you know you build the relationship with them and they get a little bit more comfortable and you know, they finally start asking for things and, you know, you just kind of break them out of that shell, so yeah. to speak, to to start kind of bringing them up and get them, let them know, you know, you're, you're a Division One football player. You you can get new gloves, new cl- new socks, new cleats, whatever. Yeah. We, we, we're here to help and keep you safe and, you know, help you guys win football games and everything like that. Well, and that was um, – see, I didn't realize that the coaches sometimes even ask the input uh, of the staff, you know, the equipment staff. Um, because sometimes the coaches, you know, say a freshman comes in this January, he might get into bowl practice. He may not, depending on who that team is and what they're doing. But, you know, sometimes you guys have the first touch. And, mm-hmm. hey, is this guy what I think he is? And I know that's a, a real thing at Clemson. Was it the same way at Villanova? Yeah, I mean, I, I was working with the coaches just as much as the players. You know, we would have staff meetings and yeah. – and things like that and I would also meet with the head coach you know four times a day just you know talk about practice setup stuff like that and you know some of those conversations weren't even about things on the field it was just like hey you know are any of the guys giving you a hard time or any of the guys like you know that I need to be aware of and a lot of times I, I like to take that opportunity to talk about the guys that were you know going above and beyond and not you know that were good guys and appreciated what they had and kind of let the coach know like this guy might not be the the best athlete he might not be catching touchdowns you know making 50 tackles a game but he's doing everything the right way in the locker room his locker is always clean he's always you know helping out picking up stuff in the locker picking up trash and towels or whatnot all there on the floor and you know because the when the coaches don't see all of that they're you know they're there on the practice field sometimes in the locker room in their offices things like that so it's kind of on the equipment managers trainers strength staff to you know kind of give the coaches an inside look as to hey this guy's not busting off on the highlight film but he's doing everything the right way he's you know kind of the definition of a Villanova football guy and he's you know, you made the right choice in recruiting him, and yeah. he's he's a great look for the program. That's good stuff right there, man. That's wise, man. And that's uh, 
You know, sometimes people forget that. So if there's any kids listening, I'm telling you, it matters, you know, how you treat people and, you know, how you walk through your life, you know. And Mike, exactly. I understand that you're a, uh, you're a uniform buff. You know, I, I know that for sure. So are yeah. you a, are you a classic, you know, Ohio State, Penn State, Clemson, Alabama style uniform guy? Or are we talking, you're like futuristic, modern, you want to see Oregon's plentiful options over there? Where do you fit in those ranks? I think, you know, when I, when I was younger and it, I thought the 110 different combinations Oregon had, it was the coolest thing in the world. But, and, and I mean, granted, it still is. It's crazy that they never repeat any combination. I mean, that's, I mean, that's uncle Phil money right there. Uncle Phil Knight. But, uh, but I, you know, as I kind of got older in the equipment sense, it's, I, I, I hold a special place in my heart for the, the classics, you know, the, the Bama, white pants, black cleats, no matter what the, yeah. uh, the Penn state black cleats, the Ohio state. Like, I think, I think those uniforms are, are, they stand the test of time. Cause I mean, when was the last time you saw Bama in anything other than number on the side of the helmet, red Jersey at home, white Jersey on the road, black cleats. I mean, I can't ever remember seeing anything different. No, not at all. I do get stressed I mean, out by the black cleats and the white socks though, man. It, it it's it's a little bit tacky but it's just you, it's it's that classic you know that's how they've always done things since yeah. bear bryant you know that's how saban's gonna do things that's it's not the best look but it's it's their look. They're, they're gonna they're gonna go with just like the uh the championship bridges that, that your tigers pull out yeah. in those big games that's 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 my favorite part of the year you get to the end of the season and it's like all right when when can clemson clinch a division here when are they gonna pull out these these orange britches because that's I think that's the the greatest tradition that not a lot of people know about in college football. Yeah, it's super sick, man. And and that was something like I didn't know that um uh, in general until like until I got there, you know. I I didn't know much about the Clemson's history though, either. And right. you start doing like the timeline and you know, look at it from a chronological order standpoint. I thought it was fascinating. And I think it is a, such a cool tradition. There's a guy, um I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, his name's Austin Pendergeist. And uh, mm-hmm. he'll, he does some in-depth breakdowns, man. It's, it's pretty cool. So you need to check his Twitter out. But um, yeah. I'll tell you what, that Ohio State Clemson, I got a chance to go in person. Dog, tell my edge of your seat. I mean, there was a guy beside me about to get into a fight. Most people didn't even know I was at the game. I was sitting there, uh, you know, with the Clemson folks, and I'm just eating my popcorn, bro. Next thing you know, I heard yep. this, this, and that. And I got my headphones on listening to Culture Wall because we were losing 16-9. And I was like – I got to wait for these guys to rally. It was just so much going on, man, but it was the perfect game. It was everything that you wanted out of a playoff game. And, man, that yes. was just, you know, it's great to be there in person. And uh, I actually got to go back and review it, man. But, you know, I damn, it was a good game, Mike. It was good. It was good. I haven't even broken yeah. down yet, but it was, yeah, it was, it was an instant classic. Yeah. Easily. Instant classic. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, look, what I saw from Trevor in that game, you know, to me, just, you know, solidified everything, right? He's been a good player. He's been a great player um, since he stepped on campus. But, you know, he's always had, you know, that that huge supporting cast. And in this game specifically, I mean, you watched him take it on his shoulders and say, damn, I'm going to go do it myself, you know. And Absolutely. I, just, I thought it was beautiful, man. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that don't watch Clemson, you know, week to week kind of – got lulled to sleep and forgot about how great he was because, I mean, the ACC was a little bit down this year and Clemson yeah. was wiping the floor with everybody. So, 
you know, you put this, you know, top two quarterback in the country on this grand stage and say, you know, you're going to play against Ohio State, one of the top defenses in the country, you know, one of the, if not the best defense in the country. And he just puts on a show. I mean, I wasn't surprised by it. A couple of the guys I was watching the game with were like, man, is he, was he this good all year? I was like, yeah, he, he, he puts on that helmet, flips his hair back and he, he balls. I mean, he's, he's special. That's the only word I can really used to describe him as he's just a special special quarterback yeah he just got that that gene in him man that just competes you know whatever it is you know there were some uh i think last year during intramural basketball season there were some uh some people that were you know commentating on this video that had uh popped up and it was him getting into a little shoving match with uh one of the frat stars here at clemson Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and people was like can't believe he would act like that, but I'm like, my dog competes. I mean, what do you want him to do? You want him to lay down or you want him to get up? Yeah. You know, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna lose to anything he does. Exactly. Exactly. So Yeah, that's that's the guy you want as your quarterback or at any position on your team. You want a guy that is gonna take a you know, a darts game in a in a pub as seriously as the national championship game. Yeah. You know, he's never gonna say die, he's never gonna give up, he's gonna he's gonna give everything he has to get that get that dub. Yeah. And I, when I look at, uh, you know, what Joe Burrow has done, I mean, I think they're very similar from a mindset standpoint. And, um, you know, I said all along, I mean, look, you got four explosive offenses, right? We knew Oklahoma was explosive, but we knew they didn't have a defense. All right. Right. Clemson's explosive. Ohio State was explosive. Some of those guys made plays that I didn't think that they were going to make, especially on the outside of wide receiver. Um, and then you got LSU who, you know, Joe Brady took – this dormant team who hadn't really reached his full capacity or potential with the guys that they've had. And we've seen that, you know, accelerating full speed. And so the, the battle really comes down to who performs well on defense and, and who eliminates the turnovers. And man, it's going to be, it's going to be one for the ages right here too. So. Man, I can't yeah, absolutely. Going into Clemson, going into enemy territory down in, down in the Bayou, basically a home game for LSU. Yeah. It's 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 gonna be special. I'm I'm excited to see Joe and and Trevor square off because it's like you said they're very similar. They got the same demeanor. They're just gonna go out there. They're gonna make plays and put their team in a position to win. They're not gonna lose a game for you. Right. They're gonna make some you know five or six special plays every single game, and it, it's gonna come down to you know which defense gets gets two or three stops. I mean this might be a 45-42 final, something like right. that. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it was a 20-17, to 17, you know, slugfest. But yeah. it's it's going to be it's gonna be a special, special matchup. I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, Mike, who'd you, grow up, who'd you grow up rooting for in college? So being from South Jersey, we didn't really have a big college football team. You know, yeah. not, I, I didn't really have like a, a team I latched on to. I liked – I liked the Vince Young Texas team. I liked Oregon because of their flashy uniforms and things like that. I mean, I I, I wasn't a diehard of any particular team. I was able to kind of, you know, just turn on college football Saturday, watch every single game, and you know, find a team that I I could I could root for. I mean, so I I was I was more of a, a fan of the the sport, so to speak, as opposed to just you know one particular team, which I think kind of allowed me to enjoy it 
from from a different perspective. Whereas you know, I'm not living and dying by a, a Penn State game or you know Ohio State. I mean, as as a Dayton Flyer, I I, I don't like Ohio State. I never really have. They're they're that's to to Dayton. They're that school up north, and we we don't we don't really get it. Aren't big fans of them, but but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just I just enjoy watching any college football game and seeing seeing these athletes get out there and put on a show and things like that. It's real, Mike. What you uh, uh what are you looking forward to most, man? Um, in the NFL, bro. Because you know, obviously, we're gonna talk about this here in a little bit, but I, I mean, when I look at it, I mean, this is as deep as a playoff field as, as I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah, I think that I think that San Francisco looks really good. Obviously, Baltimore looks good. I thought Seattle looks good. Um, you know, Houston Texans have all the pieces. You know, it's just putting it together. Um, you know, the Titans have come on strong with Tannehill. You know, you can't count time out. Yeah, it's, it's a lot going on, man. Yeah, I think it's it's as wide open as it's been in you know the past ten years or so. I think. I think it's going to be some exciting matchups. It's, I mean, I'm I'm an Eagles fan, so you know, I'm hoping, hoping they can take care of the Seahawks this weekend and yeah. you know, live to fight another day. But just what what Carson was able to do with this team just to get him in the playoffs oh, was sure. a Herculean effort. So we're happy here, but you know, obviously, once the game starts Sunday, all Philadelphia fans are going to be expecting another Super Bowl. But but I'm happy with making the playoffs. But I mean, I'm just excited to see kind of the AFC because I think there's a little bit of a changing of the guard going on there where, you know, the, now people, the teams are realizing, you know, the Patriots can be beat. They're not immortal, but they're still the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me at all if they found their way in another Super Bowl. I mean, it'd be, it'd be frustrating as hell, but, but, because uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to see Lamar and Mahomes face off in that AFC championship game and just watch the fireworks. Yeah. I think that would be, you know, game of the century type of thing. But, but I mean, it's it's like you said, it's wide open. Any, I think any team could beat any team on any given day in this this playoff field. Damn, I didn't even think about it yet. Philly, Buffalo. I mean, it's man, we got so many good young quarterbacks uh, in the NFL ranks right now, man, and that's that's exciting because now we're starting to see this transformation of of this NFL system where they didn't want to function like any other organization in, in football period, right? High school, college, whatever. And now we're starting to see that kind of come to life a little bit because right. of the youthfulness of the players that they have leading these programs. So they're finally, they're finally starting to take uh, take it into consideration that you can't force feed these guys to learn this traditional West Coast offense, this terminology in order for these guys to be successful. You know, like they can, they can do it doing what they've done. You just got to adapt that adapt yourself you know sometimes that's that's tougher for these coaches uh to admit so they'll rather just say hey this guy doesn't get it as opposed to working with the guys right it's it's like adapt or die right now in the nfl i mean you look at baltimore san francisco's offense is probably the most unconventional nfl offenses i've ever seen with you know all the shifts and fullback action that san francisco runs and you know greg roman working his magic with Lamar like he did with uh, the Niners with Kaepernick back in the day. He's just putting his athletes in better spots than the defense has their athletes. And it's, it's, it's exciting. I mean, you know, you get the old heads that love smash mouth, old school, 10, three football, which 
you know, I, I can appreciate that every once in a while, but you yeah. get these high flying offenses out there running all over the field and it just it brings a different element and dynamic to the game, I think, and it's it's good for the the younger generation of football fans who've grown up watching these these college quarterbacks just run all over the place and be terrific athletes, and these offenses in college that are you know wide open. Now it's kind of making its way back to the NFL, which it, it's not going to hurt the NFL. I'll tell you that it's 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 only going to improve the game and get a wider audience. I think. No, you're right. You're right, man. And then you look at uh, Cleveland, right? And you got Baker Mayfield, who is who is a tremendous talent. I mean, I, I don't think there's any denying that. They got a bunch of guys, right? They got plenty of talent around them. The issue is, is that nobody's won at this level. So you got a bunch of individual superstars who don't know how to quite put it together yet, man. So from an administration standpoint, they got to find some coach, somebody to come in there and, and say, okay, look, we have these pieces now. How do we build culture? And until they right. get there, we're going to see the same uh, Cleveland Browns organization, same team step out on the field that we have. But, man, they have an opportunity to be dynamic. They got an opportunity yeah. to be explosive if they figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of my college roommates are from the Cleveland area, so they're all big Browns fans. And they saw all the moves they made this offseason, and they were texting me, getting all excited and everything. And I'm like – yeah, this is awesome, but I, I don't like the the coaching hire of Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. I think he, I think he was a great offensive coordinator to pair with Baker, but I think that administration from like a GM ownership level saw the the coaching quarterback pairings of you know a Sean McVay, a Jared Goff, and things like that, and was like, okay, we got that here. Let's just plug it in, and it'll it'll work out the same way. Whereas you got all these egos and athletes that think they're the the star of the show there's only one ball to go around you gotta you gotta find a way to get these guys to check their ego at the door and buy into the system and and you know make make enough plays every single week to to get get it done i mean they had two thousand yard receivers and top two rusher in the nfl and they lost 10 games like that's that's astronomical to me that doesn't that doesn't add up (laughs) no no (laughs) That should be a 10-win team, at least. Right. Easy. No, nah, man. And, uh, you know, Ron Revere to the skin, I thought that was a pretty pretty big, big move. I thought it was a good move, uh, to be completely honest. Um, but, you know, when you talk about these guys who uh, come from the top down, right, GM down, John Isaac, right, mm-hmm. and, you know, Rex Ryan and that whole squad, you know, it was, it was tough because, to me, it's like, you know, Rex was – you know, one of those guys where he was a player's coach. I mean, and it would be hard not to play for a guy like that. But right. there was an issue of accountability there too, right? It was – it's all fun and games until it's not. And, you know, your guy's got to perform up to a level. And then you got, you know, Mike T. And I think that Mike T is underappreciated in that regards because he has all of these, these superstars, right? He has Big Ben. He has Pouncey. He has, you know, Le'Veon. Antonio Brown, and he finds a way to keep it under wraps, you know, to try to continue to create balance within an organization. And I think individually all those guys are, you know, are tough to deal with because, you know, they, they want to win too. And, you know, for him to be able to to own in on that and say, all right, look, we're going to give these guys just enough, but they're going to do it our way. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I think that's where Bill Belichick thrives at. And I think that he's done it better than, than any coach that's ever coached a game of football. It's the Patriots way or it's not at all. And we're not going to bend. We're not going to fold to any particular player, no matter how good he is. He's going to do it the right way. And if he doesn't, then he can't be here. Now, granted, you know, right. got the whole deflate gate thing, and there's some some questionable stuff later on out <laughs> of it. But from a particular player standpoint, the culture, man, I'm like, man, Bill has developed something that's damn just just tough to 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 replicate. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, you look at the Patriots and the Steelers; those are two of the classiest organizations in the NFL from right. the top down. I mean, Rooney family to GM Kevin Colbert, yep. Mike T, and. Mr. Kraft and Bill, they're all on the same page most, you know, probably 95% of the time. And that, that's where, you know, the stability starts. It starts up top. If, if, you know, the Steelers have had three coaches in 60 years, something like that. That's, that's crazy. The Rooney's just don't fire people, but they're able to, you know, take these athletes that are tremendous and get them to buy into their system, but still let them thrive and still let them, be themselves and you know succeed on and off the field but you know they never put their they don't want athletes to put themselves over the team right. it's it's the team the team the team and it's i don't know if we'll ever see anything like it ever again in sports outside of what we got going on with the patriots and the steelers right now those it's it's going to be almost impossible to replicate going forward i think it is man what do you uh yeah. What do you want to see going forward, man, in, in the game of football, especially when it comes into regards of these these roughing the passer calls, you know, these the referee position, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think the refs have the toughest position on the field week in and week out. And because, I mean, you're, you're not going to call everything. You're going to miss some calls. You're going to make some bad calls. Right. But it's it's kind of the league needs to put more of a focus on getting the best people in the stripes out there and making them wholly focused on that. And you know, I, I think the idea of you know a sky judge ref that's watching everything and can, can kind of buzz down and let them let them know if they miss something is both good for the game, but also kind of scary because then you're just you're buzzing down on every, every play. Player. You know, there's. There's holding on every single play. You, you can call a flag on, on every play, bro. There's something that's going on, you know. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's that's a temporary Band-Aid if, to some of the things. Like if you had a sky judge in the NFC Championship last year, the Saints go to the Super Bowl, we get Brady versus Breeze in the Super Bowl, and you know, New Orleans is happy. But it, it kind of opens up a can of worms where now you're also shining a light on every single penalty that actually does happen and it makes the game longer which nobody nobody wants everybody hates when they spend three to four minutes on a review it's like make a call and, and live with it but <laughs> it's, it's 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 a it's a tricky situation i mean the roughing the passer stuff it's it's crazy it's you can't you can't touch a quarterback anymore which is good for the player safety because they think you know quarterbacks are the face of the league, which, you know, they are, it's, it's, it's a quarterback, uh, quarterback sport, but it's, it's tough to, those defensive players have it, have it tough because you can't hit them anywhere. And you got the strike zone for wide outs and running backs and things like that. So it's almost like 
how are you supposed to have a successful defensive player now? How do you teach them <laughs> right. how to tackle? Right, right, right. It's it's like the the strike zone gets smaller and smaller every year. Whereas I think you know the way it's going now, you're probably gonna you're probably closer to you know flag football out there coming up or unless they make some changes and just throw it back to the old days where you can hit anybody anywhere, anytime. And it's, it's fair game. Oh my God. Still curtain up there for real. And oh I, yeah. I get, I get parents that ask me all the time. Like, you know, Tosh, I'm just, should my kid play football? I'm so concerned. Once the damn movie came out, Will Smith, bro, everything changed. Oh generally. yeah. And so these, these moms and dads are like, you know, should, you know, how, how serious should I take this? I'm like, look, I mean, the kid can, first off, man, I met a guy who tore his ACL hiking. He said he stepped on a twig and tore it. You know, I went and tried to run it into play a soccer game with some high school kids, man, and try to hit a header in and almost got a yeah. concussion. So I'm like, look, you can, you can get hurt doing anything. But I mean, the moment that you go out there and you put your fear into your kids, then they're really going to get hurt because they're going to be hesitant when they step out there. So either they go full speed and balls to the walls and do it or they don't. But you gotta yeah. make a decision one way or another, you know. But I, I would tell anybody, man, like the fact of, of football being what it is and the team sport collectively and the lessons and the values and the principles that I learned playing that game, I don't feel like I could have got there anywhere else, you know. No, it's it's one of a kind. It's it's the greatest sport that we have. It's and I mean, that's like you said, you learn so much about life and teamwork and you know yourself playing playing football and being in that locker room. And, you know, going to battle with your teammates and friends and stuff like that, but it's it's like you said, you can't have you can't have it halfway. You can't want them to play football, but also want them to think about being safe at all times. It's just it's gonna get them hurt worse, or it's gonna it it, it, it it's exactly like you said. You got to go all in or all out. Right. It can't be can't be middle of the road stuff. I mean, like my parents didn't didn't want me to play football because. You know, they didn't want me to get hurt, stuff like that. So I never played football growing up, which is kind of like why, kind of why I worked, started working in it. I was kind of like a, I guess I'll show you to my parents. Like you're not gonna let me play football, so I'm gonna work in it. And I mean, I I took a took a pass off the head at college and got a concussion from it. So I mean, you could get hurt literally doing everything. Yeah. It, it's it's, it, I mean, life's life is scary, but it is. Football scary too, but it's I mean, just. Have you seen Ultimate Frisbee? Oh my gosh, these guys are diving all over the place. You know? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, there's there's other sports where you know contact is just as just as big a thing, and you know we don't talk about you know concussions or player safety in like basketball or soccer, like you said. But it's it's evident everywhere. It's just because football is you know basically gladiators out there every single week yep. and it's it's violent and people like to see violence and big hits it's at the forefront of the, the discussion every day of the week it's crazy bro. yeah it's crazy i mean i wouldn't want it any other way you know give me as much football as i can get this bowl season has been it's always the best time of year you wake up and you know you're at your your desk in your office and you got three or four college football games going on to to kind of distract you a little bit or something like that it's i mean how how does it get better than that right well fortunately we do i guess what was the xfl it enrolls uh what february yeah i think they're uh i need to look it up man but kind of pretty close after yeah it's i mean it's it's definitely uh interesting i think i mean vince mcmahon's gonna throw money on it to make sure it 
thrives a little bit, but I mean, more football is good football to me. Oh yeah. So it starts February 8th. The DC defenders okay. playing the Seattle dragons and it goes through April. Which would be fun, man. Somebody reached out. I was like, yo, you playing in it? And I was like, look, bro, I'm built more like a linebacker and a fullback than I am a quarterback. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here cleaning the, the bench pressing like I'm getting ready. Cause I think when I was with the Jets, bro, who was it? It was Lynn that was over there. And, uh, he was like, yo, uh, head coach for the Chargers now, Lynn was like, yo, do, you, do you play yeah. running back? I'm like, no, hell no. You know, looking back <laughs> on it, I, I, you know, I'm like, man, maybe I would have, I would play whatever, you know, these hack of wedge buster, you know, I just want to be a football fan, yeah. you know, but, uh, at the time I was like, absolutely not, you know? And, um, yeah. Cause all you've known is slinging right. that rock and dropping dimes, but. I mean, I, I bet you you could still get no, back there I, I and, and sure. Sure. Toss, toss a few. I, Absolutely, you don't you don't no, lose no, that. Oh no, no, man! And sometimes you got to show these these kids that tailgate. It's like, let me see you throw it. You know, throw the harder count. I put about sixty percent on. I was like, if you get hit in the Adam's apple, man, like, yeah, yeah you got so, a problem. But no, nah, <laughs> I mean, you never lose it, man, and 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 you just, you know, it's something that just sticks with you forever. Um, and it's it's so hard to find something in life um, that just holds that sort of, of of feeling in your in your heart and in your mind, and you know football is one of them. So you know you can try to walk away from it, you can escape it, and that doesn't even have to be for a guy that played. That's just people that love the game altogether, you know. And it you right. know, you just you need it, you know. And um, so the fact yeah. that that you know we're able to sit here and talk about it is special. Um, the fact that we're able to be a part of it is, is even more special. So, you know, it, you know, I, Absolutely. You know I'm, I'm hoping that you do find yourself back in there, man, because obviously I do think that that brings you a bunch of joy. Now it's not your whole life. It's not your complete, but it does bring right. you some, some, some gratification and some, some, some youthfulness to your life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Kept, kept me, uh, I mean, granted I was 22, yeah. 23, 24 when I was working at Nova, but Felt like I was back in college again, you know, just BSing with with the athletes, and definitely kept me young. I mean, the the job ages you a little <laughs> bit, you know. You're 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 stressed about everything. It's it's you're thinking about twenty million different things at one time, and you know you it's it, it's a tough one. But you know, then you get the the conversations and everything like that with the athletes, and it brings you right back to to home and being you know a kid again. I mean, it, it's a kid's game that these grown men get to play and have fun with it's it's special to see to be a part of it and to just watch it yeah. on tv it's it's amazing man that's something special right there well look mike yeah. i appreciate you jumping on bro continue to do great things we're gonna do this again too once i continue to figure out how i want to damn bring this together but i appreciate you jumping on for the first pod of 2020 bro i appreciate the opportunity man you uh Keep on killing it out there, and you know, go go hey, Clemson who, Tigers. I can't say go Tigers. It's 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 too ambiguous. Man, it's Clemson did you see the ticket prices it's, for those things? I, no, I can't Super imagine. Dumb. It's it's less than four hundred so uh, <clears throat> to get somebody in. Somebody called me and was like, "Yo, you know, I heard such and such has a has a suite at the game, and you know, I want one of those tickets that I heard that he has, and they're twenty five hundred a pop." And I'm like. Okay. Oh, so I call God. up the guy and I'm like, "Yeah, I heard you had a box, man. I got somebody that, that wants the tickets at the price you're asking, no discount, no nothing." He's like, "Tosh, 
I couldn't get a box. He was like, they were going to five minutes. And Clemson oh. got a box, and that box was 70K. 70K. Oh, my you know, God. So I'm sitting there like, upper deck's like $1,100. The lower bowl is $3,400 a pop for individual ticket or something like that. It's um, oh. it is something silly right now. And the fact is that this is a home game for, for LSU. And you, know, you got yeah, the Saints exactly. people, because I guess it's played at the same arena that the Saints uh, perform in. So they get first dibs, man. So they left Clemson people out to dry on this one right there. And I don't like that. But it's going to be – Yeah. hopefully this game yeah. is, is everything that it's built. Um, because I want one of those historic games, too, the Texas, USC, the Clemson Bamos. The damn, who else was great back in the day? Uh, Ohio State, Florida. No, they got Ohio State got blown out in that one too. Um, yeah, we want to see a really good national championship game, man. So I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a been a great year in college football, building towards this. So hopefully, it, the product continues to succeed on the field, and we get a classic that we can talk about in ten years on your talk show. You know, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and we're gonna revisit this, Mike, here in the next couple of weeks. So absolutely. Appreciate you, fam. No problem, man. I appreciate it. We'll get you going, bro. Appreciate you, cuz. Absolutely, man. You, you stay blessed and have a great day. Great year. Always. Stay dangerous out there, bro. Absolutely. Always.